Welcome to Stories of Hope. This is a podcast by the Dream Center. Where you will hear from people who have stories that once seem hopeless. People whose stories of redemption and life transformation are so powerful, they can only be possible by the power of Jesus. Welcome back to Stories of Hope. I'm Sarah and I'm here with Brady. Hey guys. And today we have Rebecca who is works for our Pickens Resale store. Rebecca, we are so excited to have yeah. you. Thank you. I know I've been telling you for a couple weeks now, I've been like super excited to hear your story and kind of get to know you a little bit more. So tell us how you got involved with the Dream Center. So I actually used to work at the Home Goods in Easley. I helped open the store. Mm-hmm. And my mom actually told me, she's like, there's a listing on uh, Indeed if you want to check it out because I was looking for another job. And um, it was for Pickens. So I applied, got called for an interview. Um, did the phone interview, came in for the regular in-person interview, and then got hired. Um, I started August two years ago, and then um, in May, I got promoted up to assistant manager. So, we started since. We started like the same time then. I didn't even realize that. That's yeah, it was two, two years last Thursday. Okay. So. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize we started like the same week. That's cool. Aw. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So the whole concept of Stories of Hope, we're just talking through um, situations or seasons in your life where mm-hmm. it was challenging, more difficult, and how kind of the Lord brought you and walked you through mm-hmm. that. So if you want to kind of talk about kind of like your story, how, like where you came from growing up, that kind of stuff. Sure. So this one actually starts about 10 years ago. Um, so I was sophomore, junior in high school. And um, at this point, this was something like mental health, things like that, it's just you don't talk about right, it, just right. nothing yeah. at all. And um, I had kind of got to just like a rough spot. Uh, my anxiety started developing in my freshman year, and it just kind of spiraled and kept getting worse, kept, kept getting worse, honestly. And I'd actually seen this thing recently, and it's on my uh, wall in the office, and it said, um, you, you believe what you feed yourself. So if you feed yourself these horrible things, you'll believe them. So that's what I did. I ended up feeding myself like things like you're unloved, you're unworthy, you're not good enough. And it just spiraled, mm-hmm. kept spiraling down. And I just, I re- honestly didn't know what I was feeling. It was just, I was like, I had a great family. I had a home. I went to school, you know, nothing bad happened. And I just couldn't quite figure out what was going on. So I didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I just kept to myself. And then it just kept spiraling into the point where one night I sat in my room it was dark it was quiet and I was like this is it I'm done mm. I was like I'm not going to do this anymore she was I was like I nobody loves me nobody cares about me which I knew they did right. but I just felt like I had nobody and you know again nobody talked about mental health so one thing I did because I didn't know any better was I went to social media and there was a whole deep part on Instagram where there's people who feel the exact same way mm. and you don't know about it and that night I had two people don't know who they are random strangers who stayed up with me all night and talked me out of it Mm. and they told me things it was like oh things will get better everything's fine um and I stayed up throughout the night and just kept going and of course it wasn't easy after that Mm. and um but I just I kept going on and um one thing about me I love to doodle like drawing Mm. little things and that was a route I used and it was like dark drawings I guess it was just how I felt and one day I don't remember from when that happened to this day I don't really know the time frame but I was sitting in the floor looking at all these papers and I was like 
I just am tired and I can't deal with this anymore. And I remember sitting there and I'm, I just prayed and I was like, God, I'm tired of feeling this way. Help me not feel this way anymore. And to this day, I physically can tell you, I felt weight mm-hmm. physically come yeah. off my shoulders. Yeah. And, you know, it's not been easy since then, obviously, but I've not felt that dark anymore. And it has gotten better. And one day was like, oh, things will get better. Great things will happen. And, you know, I'm like, I graduated high school, had my gold GPA. I got married. I just celebrated my four-year wedding yeah, anniversary with my amazing. husband. Um, we went to Texas. We've seen all these different places. And it's like amazing things. But when I look back on this, the best thing is, though, so this was about 2013, 2014. February 11th of February 11th of 2018 I got saved and knowing that like four or five years prior to that I wasn't saved I knew God but I didn't truly know him and the fact that he helped me through that he kept me alive because I was like if I would have went through that I would be in internal agony and pain Mm -hmm. and suffering right Mm -hmm. now and that was I think the hardest thing for me to really grasp is that I could have I could be in hell right now but I'm not and he saved me and you know then I came to the dream center two years ago and earlier this year which would have been about 10 years um, there was a group that came in to do um, suicide prevention training and I was hesitant I was like I kind of want to go but I kind of don't want to go and that Friday before during the zoom meeting I was like if anybody wants to help just let us know so I reached out to Tanya she was like yeah just come on and help and then we were sitting in there and it was just kind of like dawning on me I was Mm -hmm. like I went from there 10 years ago of having somebody intervene to me that I have no idea who they were to be able thanks to the dream center honestly to be sitting there learning how to intervene wow. to other people wow. who may be in the situation that i was in 10 years ago i love that Jeez. Mm-hmm. so you don't you can go into as much detail as you want to mm-hmm. but kind of like what kind of put you on this path of like what was things that really leading to your anxiety and depression mm-hmm. kind of like talk about like kind of what that looked like things that mm-hmm. kind of led to that well Anxiety runs in my family, so it's like a hereditary thing. And I kind of, looking back now, I saw like elementary school, middle school, where things kind of added up to it. But it really didn't full-fledged hit till my freshman year and the summer after my freshman year. Like, I didn't want to leave the house, so I didn't have any interaction with friends. I was just pretty much at home all the time. So I kind of got secluded. And then I think just with pressures of school and everything like that, it just gets to the point where it just gets overwhelming and then you have to deal with things of, you know, I had low self-esteem and you feel like, you know, if you're not popular, you're not pretty, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So with, I think, a combination of all that, it just kind of swirled together where I started believing, you know, I wasn't good enough. And then it just kind of keeps spiraling and spiraling. And I think that's kind of what led to it. Because I was like, I had a great family, I had a great life. I had friends. I went to church. But it was just, it was all in mentally and you know i also you know believe that it was the devil who was just sitting there agging it on too but yeah yeah. so i know you talked about like you 
were going to church and stuff, but you didn't really know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you met Jesus, and mm-hmm. then that's when everything kind of changed. So, like, I want to hear more about, like, how did he get your attention? What did that look like? Where were you? Mm-hmm. So, um, I had actually met my now husband in church, and it was in July of 2015. Um, I went to Bible school, and then I just kept going from there. And it was one of those, like, I thought it was. You know, it was when you're, like, a younger kid, and you just do it. And I remember I was sitting there at church one day, and I was just sitting there. I was like, I'm waiting for something to happen. Something's got to happen. And I knew what it was. It was like I wasn't waiting for, like, something to happen. People start cheering, like, um, everything. I was like, that's what it was. It was like the God was pushing you, like, you need to get saved. And I remember the church, it was, like, um, the regular auditorium, and you had two wings, and then the pulpit and I was off to one of the wings and I just walked up and I remember exactly where I was kneeling at and the preacher came by and he's like you saved and I was like no and I got saved that day wow so it's beautiful. beautiful I love that awesome um I Sarah's heard me talk about this a ton but like church is like one of the biggest mm-hmm. like things for me mm-hmm. um not about the like routine or religion or whatever you want to call it of going to church on a Sunday mm-hmm. but once you realize how the Bible talks about us being the church, the body of Christ, like all yeah. these things and not being about a building. Um, but also like the way that God moves once you make that decision to mm-hmm. be like, this is a priority. Being with the body is important mm-hmm. um, to see how we can move. And so uh, I just, it just like makes me, it just makes me happy. <laughs> I just like, I'm just so thankful. That's so cool. And just knowing a little bit about you now of like seeing you at the stores, mm-hmm. coming in, traveling a lot mm-hmm. and seeing how happy and go mm-hmm. lucky you are. It's kind of, kind of crazy to me. Like that is your story. Mm-hmm. You right. were like yeah. so depressed and mm-hmm. you were sad yeah. and um, you didn't love yourself the way mm-hmm. like the Lord created mm-hmm. you to be yeah. loved. And for me, it's just, I love seeing who you are now. So it blows <laughs> my mind that you were yes. like the exact one yeah. just yeah. 10 years ago, you know? Right. Yeah, I, crazy. I very much faked a smile and now mm. it's like then I had to fake it, but uh-huh. now it's genuine. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely tell you it's genuine. Tell, yeah. <laughs> 100% you can tell it's genuine. You know when somebody's like forcing a smile on oh, yeah. and yeah. when it's like, oh, this is just, your jaw must always be sore from <laughs> smiling because yeah. it's always there. So we had Jackie on the last season mm-hmm. and got to talk to her and hear her story. Yeah. How is it working with Jackie and being underneath her leadership? And what's the, like, the dynamic in the community look like for mm-hmm. you in the story now? We talked about the church a little bit. So yeah. I want to talk about your work community. Well, Jackie is phenomenal. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no one else I think I'd rather be under. Um, she has taught me so much, has helped me learn. And we're, like, kind of similar, but not at the same time. So we're kind of introverted. We kind of are more on the quiet side. And she, I feel like, focus more a little bit more on the business side like in our office it's just all business information contacts everything and my side is just like random artwork and just stuff and uh she's always like they my nickname there is crime dog because i like know the security (laughs) cameras and stuff like that and there's like if you need to find somebody they would like come to me and she's like you're the more like display and art like kind of creative thing so that's kind of the difference between us but i think overall we're still similar and um but the store itself like i know other stores probably like oh we have the best team but i'm like no i was like we really (laughs) have the best team um everybody's so sweet they're so loving you know when we come in for devotions or fellowship and we can pray with each other and hug each other and when somebody's really burdened they can come to us and like we just love on everybody and 
it's just it's a fun it's fun that's one of my favorite things about all the stores is how many managers you get to talk to from the stores it's like they've also the same thing yeah like, everybody's team is great our team's the best and i'm just like i love that every every store has such a good sense of community and they all mean it yeah and they, they all, all like it's just and it's so good to see like the recognition of each team is important mm-hmm. but also like there's always gonna be that special like you know so i just man i it's so cool it's so cool so kind of a little bit more going back to your story a little bit. Um, so you met Jesus mm-hmm. and you're starting to like turn your life back around. So like, what is the last few years of your life like mm-hmm. following Jesus now that he has set you right. free from mm-hmm. all of that? Well, it, it's still going to be a struggle because, yeah. you know, life's always hard. You're yeah. going to have struggles. You're going to have challenges. But I've just really seen where God can just bring you through things. And um, it's just like even if there's days where I'm just like, ill as a hornet or i'm like don't talk to me don't touch me don't look at me i'm still joyful though just because you know i wake up every morning you know i have the friends i have i have the family i have the co-workers where like if anything's wrong like they either they know or i can't go to them right and um just seeing god move just daily and um and through our employees especially like getting to see where they came from the things they prayed for and the things that happened and it's just it's fun to see god in everything yeah i was thinking too what is the relationship with like your family looked like going from obviously that tough that rough patch before mm-hmm. meeting jesus to now this like well how is how have relationships mm-hmm. shifted and well it's funny because like i think when you're living with like at home with Mm. your parents it's just like there's tension because you're like (laughs) arguing and stuff and then like when i got married and moved out it's like me and my mom talk every single day right like it's like we're best friends so um i think that's one of the differences is just you know i think this there's separation since we're not living together but it's drawn us closer so yeah that's cool it's Mm -hmm. it's it's fun to see the shift of like childhood Mm -hmm. to parenthood to like parenthood and friendship because there is such a dramatic <laughs> shift of like okay yes you're my mom and dad but also we're all adults we're now just like friends which is great and it's and a lot of fun I'm an adult and i'm like i see why you you know reacted <laughs> right. in certain it makes sense right. now when you're yeah. like no we don't have money to go mcdonald's after school i'm like i understand Got that now. It. yeah that's awesome. we do have food at home <laughs> yeah right that's awesome. um so kind of looking back what is something that you would have told yourself 10 years ago like what is that one thing that if you could have told yourself 10 years ago like Mm -hmm. what would that one thing be Mm, probably honestly the main thing is like you are worthy Mm. you are good enough you are special you are loved Um, I think that's the one thing is knowing like I felt like my self-esteem like was nothing and I felt just like everybody hated me because I felt like I would be better off if I was dead and I think that's something now it's just been like you are better off living like you're going to do some great things in life what are some practices in your life that you have to keep that in the forefront of your Mm -hmm. brain what are like things that you do people in your life that you have um different things that like make Mm -hmm. make sure you believe that and keep that on the front front Mm -hmm. of your brain because I think when you look at it because you most time you're going to think of it in a negative aspect and I think now I have to think of it differently as in you know yes I I came from there to where I am now and knowing knowing that if a thought kind of comes in I just need to for one know that it's it's the devil they're trying to you know get a hold of me and know that that's not true but for now also knowing like if I know somebody who's kind of feeling off 
something's just right. not right there. Being able to reach out to him and be like, listen, this is where I was and this is where I am now. And knowing that even if I feel off one day or just feel really low is knowing that there's somebody out there I could help. Wow. That's Beautiful. incredible. Yeah. Beautiful. I love the way she copes is knowing like my story's good enough to like, help somebody. Yeah. Like that's how she, that's how she yeah. gets through it, which is kind of cool. Because yeah. I, I know that. whenever, like I told you, when the podcast was announced that bringing it back, it was like the Lord was like, you're talking about this. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Mm, okay. I was like, if I'm asked, I'll talk yeah, about yeah. it. And um, I'd actually talked to Kathy um, Webb about it for yeah. a little bit. And I was like, I don't really know why. I, that the Lord was like, you're talking about it. And then I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know who or how many people is going to listen on. or watch, watch yes. this. But if it's just that one person that's mm-hmm. like, needs to hear this, then that's all worth it. So good. It's incredible. So good. So what are you kind of praying for right now? Like what are the things that you're hoping for, dreaming mm-hmm. for? What are you, what are you and Jesus talking about right now? Um, Honestly, well, there's some family issues going on with, like, my parents and siblings, so I'm always going to be praying for that, right. um, just because I know the Lord will work through whatever. Um, always praying for work family, because um, each of them do go through a lot, so always praying for them. Um, praying for me and my husband, because we do hope eventually to start our own family, yeah. so just yeah. in God's timing, and just, yeah. Man, so cool. One of the, one of, so a lot of what you said you know, we've filmed a couple episodes for this season now. Um, and literally all I'm seeing in everybody's story so far is like, and everybody who's tuning in this season is going to like hear it all the time. But like God's revealing like how sovereign he is over mm-hmm. like what that actually looks like as far as mm-hmm. whether he put it into motion or he allowed it to happen. It was from him or it wasn't like he's just over all and yeah. in all. And even the things that he didn't orchestrate, he's like, I'm right here. I'm mm-hmm. good. And literally the verse of the day today is like, I will work all things together for good. Mm-hmm. Like that's, and so it's just, I'm seeing it every episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just thankful to see like what God mm-hmm. is doing already through just getting this next season rolling. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I like that you said that. Cause I feel like in all the, like even last season, it was mm-hmm. a very common thing and then other podcasts before, yeah. but really this season mm-hmm. it's loud yeah it really <laughs> it's is. such a loud theme and it's yeah. kind of really cool mm-hmm. and, and obviously i believe that's going to be super important for yeah. the people yeah. that are listening it's like mm-hmm. he's there regardless yeah. if like you know him or you don't mm-hmm. know him or you're far from him or close to him like mm-hmm. he's right there and we have some really cool yeah. testimonies revelation 12 again <laughs> um of just like testimony is so important and he's yeah i'm just so thankful I have something actually written down at my desk and I like kind of seen a video about it and there's something I'd also kind of wrote down myself Mm. that kind of helped me like remember this is um, it doesn't matter if you're sinner or saved if you're reckless or redeemed it doesn't matter if you know God God knows you Mm. it doesn't matter if you love God God loves you regardless so I'm like, and then I can relate to that myself of, I didn't, I knew of God, but I didn't know him. Yeah. And yet he loved me enough and knew my path to help me go through everything I went through. Beautiful. It's incredible. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for sitting yeah, down with you. us and chatting through it. I know it's not easy talking about mm-hmm. stuff and I feel like talking about mental health is super mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. Um, and not creating a stigma behind it. Yeah, so right. I really like appreciate you opening up and being honest about that and hopefully like someone else will be encouraged to also kind of talk about that. So I really do appreciate that. I think this helps me kind of 
officially kind of closed that door because I was honestly mm-hmm. like kind of ashamed talking about it. But now I'm like, I feel like this is the point where I'm like, yeah, you're you're accepting it. You're moving past it and hopefully can help somebody. Else. You're also putting the devil in his place by telling oh, yeah. people about <laughs> yeah. what you've been through and how Absolutely. God's redeemed it. He's losing ground like oh, yeah. right now. He's Absolutely. like, OK, another one. <laughs> another you know, one. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. And we will see you on the next episode of Stories About. 